Hello, this is Steve Goldsmith, Professor of Urban Affairs at Harvard's Kennedy School, and you're listening to Data Smart City Pod, where we bring on top innovators and experts to discuss the future of cities and how to become data smart. Uh, this is Steve Goldsmith, uh, Professor of Urban Affairs at Harvard's Kennedy School for another podcast on the use of data to improve the quality of services, community services and governmental services. Many of our previous interviews have been with government officials, and today we have an important change as we look at a large nonprofit, how it uses data and mapping to improve the quality of its services. And our interview today is with Maria Alicia Serrano, the Senior Director of Research Analytics and Insights for YUSA. Welcome, Maria Alicia. Thank you so much. Great to have you. Let's start out a little bit about you. Before you tell us about your job at the Y, take us back to what you were doing before and how you ended up at the Y, and we'll go from there. Well, a little bit about me. I have always been someone that loves data. I come by it naturally through my parents who have been big on believing that using information can help make the world a better place. So my career actually started out at the Chicago Housing Authority doing a lot of analytical work at a time when they were really working on a lot of revitalization initiatives across the city. I love working at CHA, but I was interested in expanding a bit to understand how you can use data to think about changing and improving communities nationally. And so I joined a boutique firm in Chicago that worked nationally called Applied Real Estate Analysis. Um, or area. In that area, I was really fortunate that I was able to continue to apply my interest in understanding shifting demographics and changing community assets and needs in communities across the country with a lot of work in Philadelphia, New Orleans, and Los Angeles. I loved working at area. I was a VP of our public sector services there. But then after a while, I decided I really wanted to go back to working at one organization because sometimes the challenges of consulting are you really love the work you're doing with a client, but you don't get to quite see it all the way through. So that's how I ended up at a YMCA of the USA. It's kind of a, the best of both worlds. Okay. Well, that's an interesting path, data-driven path. And what's your portfolio at the Y, please? So I focus on the insights tools at YUSA. So my focus is on developing those tools. I've got an amazing team that I work with that does both GIS, ESRI-based tools, as well as Power BI and other data visualization tools that we design for use by YMCA of the USA, but our bigger focus is on developing them for local Ys that act as consultants to other Ys, as well as a larger YMCA network. The other part of my work that's really critical though, um, I always joke that everyone loves interacting with insight tools, thinks they're great, but people don't like to talk as much about the data you need to create and clean and analyze and collect to put in those tools. So that's the other half of my work in close partnership with our information technology department and my other colleague in research, identifying the best strategy for us to collect data from the 800 YMCA associations across the country. I want to, in a few minutes, talk about how you work in a federated organization, but let's, let's start with what you do in the following sense. I run a program for chief data officers from cities, and they have focused on using maps to open up 
new ways of thinking about problems, right? So if one layers data on top of each other and uses good visualizations, then it can cause people to ask better questions in addition to the analytics, right? Or just mm -hmm. see things. So you've got a, the Y is an interesting organization because it's so big and it was a really an early adopter at, at the nonprofit level of GIFs and spatial technology. But how are you, how do you think about GIS and insights together, just from your perspective? You know, I think about it from a couple of ways, you know, being such a large organization, the data maturity and literacy varies um, across YMCAs. And so in some cases, we're developing tools and it's meant to make people more aware of trends that from a gut perspective, they may have kind of thought existed. And so it's providing them data to either affirm what they were thinking or to help open their eyes to a different way of thinking about what's happening in their community. Um, and so for some, just seeing the trends, is that's it, then that's good. And that's what they needed. And then for some of our other um, wives who maybe have um, had the opportunity to look at the data and want to go further, it becomes a space where they're able to start asking more questions. So um, an example I commonly use is, well, if you know now that the youth in your community are more prone to develop type 2 diabetes at a younger age and perhaps other parts of your community, what are you going to do now because of that? How does that change your operations? You know, if you're offering, if you've been offering the diabetes prevention program, and focusing on targeting it towards adults, does that mean you're gonna start offering it towards youth now? What does that mean for your operations in terms of your instructors? So it's really are encouraging them to think about how to take the data and combine that with their operational expertise and local understanding. Because what I always emphasize is, you know, I have the luxury of being at the national office and getting to sit around and think about data and, you know, pontificate on these things, but I'm not the one who has to go into the community and talk to community members. And so I think it's important to take that insight tool and combine it with their operational expertise and with input from the community. So I really see it as part of a kind of a three-legged stool. I want to come back to your insights hub in a minute. And I think your model providing some services is important. But before we do that, one of the things that puzzles me a little bit is that you could create a platform, a GIS platform, say, and have certain data loaded into it that would answer some of the questions you just referred to, right? The ethnicity of a community, the demographics of the community, maybe other in insights. But a local Y would also perhaps benefit from the ability to grab open anonymized data, say uh, diabetes by neighborhood or, uh, or absence of after school care. How do you think about ways that, that those additional localized data sets could be made available to the local Ys? Well, we think about it in two ways. I mean, one is there's some, fortunately now, as opposed to when I started um, in this work 20 years ago, there's a lot more of those local data sets that have been nationalized that, you know, why USA is able to leverage, you know, economies of scale and put those in for a why to be able to access. But two, um, one of the things that we're not there yet, but we're hoping to shift to quickly is providing more capability for wise to upload some of those data sets to the additional local layers. So, you know, the example I always use is school district data. Um, it's what's really important to, for the wise work with youth, but as any 
person that dabbles in data knows getting national level school data is near impossible or ridiculously high level of effort. And so we always say that we identify some key data sets, we think from a national perspective based upon wise, most common areas of focus, but that partnering with local organizations and leveraging their data as well is really important. So let's go to how you support the local wise, because I think this model is broadly applicable to any organization that has local affiliates or local offices even. So, and I know that your Inside Hub is a place for analysts to come to, but it may also be a place for people to get access to other data sets. So tell us a little bit about how the Insights Hub works and how it provides services to, say, a local Y. Yes, so our service delivery model really focuses on the idea that while YUSA has a variety of resources and understanding that a lot of expertise and understanding how to run and operate a Y exists with local Ys. So um, I referenced earlier Ys who are consultants. So there's a group of Ys um, um, called Service Delivery Ys who act as consultants to support other Ys in addressing either issues of fundraising or financial development as well as a group of WISE um, called Alliances who focus in on helping WISE address issues around public policy and strategic planning. Why that's so valuable in terms of applying analytics and insights, it really narrows the pool of individuals and WISE that my team needs to really focus on interact with, you know, to about 70 or 100 as opposed to 800 WISE and put them in the position so they're able to, you know, we use a teach the teacher model where these service delivery partner wise and alliances have access to the insights hub and these advanced analytical tools. And they can either run the reports for local wise, but even more so help the local wise understand how to apply the information. Because again, we've got an amazing network of staff across YMCAs, but the reality is they're dealing with so much, even pre-COVID, um, operationally that thinking about how to dig into an insight tool may not be at the top of their list of to-dos for the day. So those consulting wise can really help them in thinking about how to apply data-driven decision-making in their work. So you've got different levels here and the analysts, some work with you and some work at the SuperWise. Is that the way to think about it? Yeah, so some of them are full-time analysts, and then there are those that that's just a portion of their work is working with the insight tools. And so we work with them very closely. We do have some other tools that we develop that are for local wise that provide a bit more of the information on trends within the YMCA network. So in terms of membership level or program offerings with the idea that allow wise to more um, effectively identify other wise that may have similar programs operating in similar communities to facilitate information sharing. One could imagine, I could imagine that you could use spatial analytics and narratives, right? So data visualizations to both drive insights, but also to drive fundraising or point out areas that are underserved. So how do you work on storytelling as it relates to what you're doing with uh, GIS Hub? I really think that's where that becomes critical. And I think the ability for data to go from being something that a select few use to a larger part of the, not, not only just WISE, but other nonprofit and community serving organizations, it's key that you be able to tell a story with the data. You know, so I always, the example I often use is, 
I'll stare at a, you know, 3000 row Excel spreadsheet all day long and thinking about it, make some really interesting charts. But the next step is to take those Excel spreadsheets and put them on a map, right? And geocode them. And that's going to reach one group of people. But the next group of people you can reach is much broader, especially when you start talking about interacting directly with the community with data is when you can tell the story behind what you're seeing, right? So you think about redlining in communities, that story, that history, you can also often see that in the data when you look at mapping and when you look at areas that have had significant amounts of disinvestments by local governments, uh, you can see the story that's being told in the map that way. So I think storytelling is critical for organizations to you to do be able to do if they want to shift, make that shift to being data driven, because not everyone is going to take the time to really hone their data skills or has a desire to do that. So a number of organizations I think could benefit nonprofits as well as government, but let's stick with nonprofit from what you've developed at YUSA. So in the kind of the concluding four or five minutes, what are the set of principles that you think uh, sister agencies should pay attention to that wants to provide analytic tools, including spatial analytic tools to a decentralized or federated organization? I think the first principle is know thy user, right? And being clear and consistently designing the tool for that user. It's, I think, one of the growth learnings that we have as a team is we initially would design a tool and a lot of people would be interested and we start making tweaks to it based upon the different level of interest. And all of a sudden you're, you look back, you're like, wait, what were we originally designing this tool for? Because it's not doing that now. So no understanding your user and being consistent about whatever you develop, what that use case is and what that user is interested in. Particularly for local governments and nonprofits, the other element is recognizing that the data is only part of the story and only part of the information you need. That's always got to be combined with a reminder of what your communities and your organization's values are, because there's a particular lens that you're going to end up applying to the data when you're looking at it, when you keep in mind your organization's values. So a simple example from the why is one of our many important values and it's reflected in our mission is that we're for all, regardless of any of their socioeconomic or other characteristics or identities. And so when you start with collecting data, it's making sure that we're reflecting communities accurately and that we're asking questions that allow people to identify um, as they are to when you're actually developing the insight tool, ensuring that we aren't further perpetuating images or we're not doing things that I, I can't believe sometimes I still see like in identifying individuals who are Black or African-American and using the color Black on the map, right? So it's important to be clear about what your organization's values are and that should be reflected in your inside tools. The other thing is recognizing that the tool can't solve everything, that you've got to provide the capacity for people to interact with the tool on a regular basis and to make sure you understand what they see as important, what they see as a priority, because you might as, you know, if you're a national office in a decentralized model like the Y is, you might think it would be really great and cool if they had some slider tool that showed trends over time and diabetes rates and, you know, whatever it was. But if that's not what is needed by the YMCA movement, for example, in our case, it's really irrelevant, right? It's what the YMCA movement needs to be effective in their work. So it's always being nimble to the idea that it's important to show what the op- what the options are for insight tools and make sure people are aware of the broad amount of analytical capabilities that exist, 
but in deciding ultimately what you're going to do for us, it's based upon what wise need, because if they don't need it, then I'm not going to work on it. And if they do need it, I'm going to make sure we can make it as great as possible. Terrific. Thank you, Maria Alicia Serrano, the Senior Director of Research Analytics and Insights for YUSA. Her story and the story of how the YMCA uses maps and data to better serve communities is on the Harvard Kennedy School site, Data Smart City Solutions. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Good day. If you like this podcast, please visit us at datasmartcities.org or follow us at Data Smart Cities on Twitter. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was produced by Betsy Gardner and hosted by me, Steve Goldsmith. We're proud to serve as a central resource for cities interested in the intersection of government, data, and innovation. Thanks for listening.